March the 6th, 1886. William Snook and his rival Hickman stand poised, waiting for the starting pistol to fire. A household name and four times AAA champion, Snook was hot favourite. But this race would change everything. William was born in Shrewsbury in 1861 and educated at Admiston College, Wellington. In his teens, his athletic ability was clear and he excelled in running longer distances. At one point, he's said to have ran a mile on a stretch of road in under five minutes wearing ordinary shoes. But it wasn't until the 1880s when he made a name for himself, for the right and wrong reasons. He joined the Birchfield Harriers, one of the country's top running clubs, and started winning big. But the first stain on his character came in September 1881, a betting scandal. He posed as a professional called Wilson at a race in Southport, but was found out and suspended for four months. Other athletes across the country were warned not to compete against him or face sanctions themselves. After the suspension, he continued to win races and national championships, and his rivalry with another runner, called Walter George, became legendary. In July 1883, on uneven and grassy ground, Snook, second favourite behind George, romped home in both the mile and half-mile races. Then, in the three-quarter-mile steeplechase, he carried off the honours in splendid fashion. He lost a pump soon after the race started, but raced ahead anyway. And then, in even more extraordinary scenes, he was attacked by another runner, Mr C. Bryan from Liverpool, who tried to barge him over at one of the jumps. And when that failed, Bryan punched him in the face twice. The crowd booed and hissed, but William raced past the post to ecstatic cheering. He'd cemented himself as a crowd favourite. When George quit the amateur competition to turn professional, Snook enjoyed even more success. So by the time he lined up against Hickman in 1886, he was four times national champion, a Salopian hero, and was known as the Little Wonder. But it was the race against Hickman that would change everything and set William Snook's future down a very sinister path. Snook and Hickman shot off from the starting line in the cross-country championships. It was being held at the Croydon Racecourse and was nearly 10 miles long. Snook, the Salopian wonder, was favourite for the race and since his great rival Walter George had quit the amateur ranks to turn professional, Snook was unrivalled in the country. It was a close race 
both runners swapping the lead. But towards the end, Hickman was out in front and won the race in 54 minutes and 47 seconds, beating Snook by 40 yards. However, the Southern Racing Authorities weren't happy and he was reported for throwing the race. It was claimed he was in splendid condition and thus there was no reason why he should have lost. But Snook said he was innocent and put the loss down to being underweight and having sore feet. He had lots of support from his fellow athletes and the public who thought this was a conspiracy by the Londoners to get rid of the champion from the Midlands. But the authorities didn't believe him. They wanted to clamp down on corruption in the sport, which was rife. And owing to his previous suspension, he was banned for life from amateur competition. This forced him into the professional ranks and he continued to compete with some success. He was still a big attraction at races and a very popular sporting figure. He became landlord of a number of pubs across the region, including the Criterion on High Street in Shrewsbury. But his public image was vastly different from the private reality and behind closed doors he was a cruel and violent man and things took a darker twist. He'd married a Liverpool girl in 1884, Elizabeth Jane Coleman, and they lived in Shrewsbury. He had two children who sadly died in infancy. But his cruel nature became public knowledge when the truth of her horrific life with him came out in their divorce hearing in 1892. The court heard that he beat her regularly and once dragged her downstairs by her hair. His cruelty not stopping there, he had an affair with his wife's 17-year-old cousin, Martha Annie Coleman, a barmaid, who he then forced to have a backstreet abortion. He even shot a revolver off over her head in the bedroom to scare her. Snook offered no defence and the divorce was granted. Elizabeth died in Shrewsbury, a single woman in 1900. But that wasn't the end of the story for William. After the divorce, whether to escape from his past or seek out a fresh start, he moved to Paris. His running skills proved vital he became a coach at a top racing club in the city. But his attraction to trouble proved irresistible. In early September 1895, three Englishmen walked into a bank and waited. Monsieur Eugene Jolly de Morny was standing at the counter of the Credit Foncier Bank in Paris. He handed the clerk a note asking to withdraw a large amount of cash. Some papers say as much as 140,000 francs. What he didn't know was that three Englishmen were watching his every move, ready to pounce. As it was handed over, one of the men distracted de Morny. Another grabbed the money and they all made a dash for it getting away. 
However, a crucial clue was left behind. A letter addressed to a man called Clifford. That night, police watched Clifford's house until they saw two men cautiously leave the premises, carrying travelling bags and heading to the train station. The detectives believed the suspects were going to take the night train out of the city, and so they waited to watch them enter the carriage. But the suspects became spooked and suddenly ran off. The detectives gave chase and were able to catch one of them. Clifford. He denied any knowledge of the bank robbery, but gave no explanation as to why a letter addressed to him was left at the scene of the crime. Clifford, one of his many aliases, was a career criminal. He came from England, where he'd carried out strikingly similar crimes, roping in other dodgy characters to help in his dirty work. A well-handled and notorious crook, he'd spent time in jail in both England and France. Nearly 30 years earlier, he'd been sentenced to 12 years in prison for conspiring to steal a diamond bracelet in London. He told the police that the other man who'd escaped was called Barber. The detectives abided their time and continued to watch Clifford's house in the hope his accomplices would return. And one did. A few days later, they saw 34-year-old William Snook, a bookmaker and frequenter of racecourses, enter the house. It turns out he'd been living there with Clifford. He packed up all his things, paid the landlady and walked out. But the police were waiting and they got him. They were firmly onto the band of English swindlers who'd been targeting other banks across the city that summer and were sure they had two of the main players. Clifford, whose real name was Matthew Parry, was found guilty and jailed for five years. However, the prosecutors couldn't make the charges against Snook stick. On Saturday, the 28th of December, 1895, it was reported in the Shropshire and Mid Wales Advertiser that Snook had been found not guilty. The case had been making headlines back in England and the decision was said to be applauded by all who knew Snook from his racing past, glad to hear that his reputation has thus been cleared. Snook had claimed he was guilty of nothing more than an act of over-generosity to a fellow bookmaker and had only gone to the property as a favour to pay the landlady rent she was due from Clifford. He'd gotten away with it. The Sports Argus. Saturday, 25th of March, 1916, page 6. W. Snook, the famous runner of the early 80s, his tussles with W. G. George were the spice of athletic matters, is lying ill in Paris, where he has been for many years. He is faced with starvation through being thrown out of work in consequence of illness. Mr W. W. Alexander, the well-known Birchfield Harrier, has interested himself in Snook's case. Mr Alexander appeals to old athletes and others to help Snook. The address to send the money, Gooch Street, Birmingham. <coughs> 
Shropshire's world-famous little wonder had fallen from grace. He'd come a long way since his first ever competitive race as a 16-year-old in the quarry. Born in Shrewsbury, schooled in Admiston, he made his name in athletics with the Moseley Harriers and then the Birchfield Harriers. At just over 5 foot 5, but with a chest measuring 42 inches, Snook's sturdy frame contrasted against his greatest rivals, Walter George. It wasn't just running he was good at. Cycling, rowing, skating, he carried off prizes in all of these sports. When news of his predicament made the papers in England, the sporting pages were filled with calls for help and also people's memories of the small star who made such a big impact in his sport. They lauded his races against the big American runners of the day. The time he raced nearly a mile with one pump was attacked, but won anyway. And they praised his amazing coaching credentials and the way he transformed French athletics during his 20-year stay there. He's said to have made quite a few bob in the process. The only hints in the papers at his shady past were on the decisions to ban him for cheating. To his supporters, these accusations were still baseless. No mention of his wife-beating, adultery or his association with bank-robbing crooks in Paris. Enough money was raised to bring him home. But in December 1916, he died in a Birmingham workhouse. His family were either unable or unwilling to pay for his funeral, and he was buried in a common grave at Whitton Cemetery, paid for by the Birchfield Harriers club in whose colours most of his great races were run.